us as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we've got to be careful and make sure that in everything, man, we are trying to get as close to what the word says as possible. And we got to understand that with that type of wickedness, man, you know, God does not wink at that. That's judgment. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. And you don't have shades of truth. You have truth or you have error. You have fact or you have fiction. And now we go into the thick of it. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. Sherry B. is over in Studio CC. We'll open the phone lines up in the last segment. Get your take on some of these headlines that we're planning to discuss today. Mm -hmm. Today, we're just kind of taking a look at the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. And in news headlines today, and just kind of having a little bit of a conversation around that. We'll talk a little bit about it. Mm -hmm. Um, But before we do that, we always want to make sure that you know the various ways that you can connect with us and stay up to date with what's happening, not only uh, at the American Family Association, but here uh, with the Addisons and and the program and and things like that. Yeah, if you want to connect with us, you can send us an email at addisons at AFR.net, addisons at AFR.net. You can follow us on Facebook uh, at Airing the Addisons. Just search for that. Uh, You can follow us on Twitter at Airing Addisons. Also, we have a Marriage, Family, and Life uh, Facebook page. And just if you put that in the search, Marriage, Family, and Life, it'll come up out there. And um, also a YouTube page. If you search for that, we have videos from the last conference and the conference before that. But if you want to send us a quick email, you can send us an email at addisons at AFR.net. So I was thinking about something just to get us started and then we'll try to quickly. I was well, let me let me also throw this out trying to decide, you know, when people say I have good news and I have bad news. Right. And then they ask you, what do you want first? Do you yeah. want the good news or do you want the bad news? Right. Um, what do you normally choose? Ah, man, it, it kind of depends on the type of mood I'm in. Sometimes I like <laughs> the bad mood, bad news to get it over yeah. with. Yeah. And so you can end on a high note. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I think don't know. I, I tend to be like that, too. I'm like, OK, give me the bad news and then the good news will cancel it out. Like, give me the bad right. news and then the good news to kind of bring me up a little bit. But I think maybe today we should probably start with the good news huh. because the bad news we probably are going to spend a lot of time on talking okay. about. OK. And it threatens to erase the good news. Like the, the e. good news won't be mentioned. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. So like. So okay. I was kind of tongue in cheek with the erase. But anyway, <laughs> but just, you know, it's I think it's going to be good for us to get. The good news in first, because, there's, okay. you know, there are times that we just don't talk about what's good that's happening. So I want to say that we'll try to get to good, news, good uh, news in this segment. Then we'll do bad news and then the ugly news. Mm. <laughs> and then good, bad, and then and we'll, ugly. the good, bad and the ugly. Okay. And then we'll end by opening the phone lines and getting our listeners take on all of it. The okay. good, the bad and the ugly. Okay. Before we do that, I yeah. want to I want to say something and uh, talk just for a few moments on why Christians engage um first and foremost, as Christians and everything that we do. And we've been talking about this in one form or another for the last several days. But really, this is just a part of our life. And if you're new to the Addisons, um, you'll get acquainted with us that everything we do filters through a biblical worldview. It is not just something that we engage in as far as our Christian practice, but it is who we are. Like we have been transformed by the gospel, right? So everything that we do, all the ways that we live, must be filtered through that. So I, mm-hmm. I want to say that just right off the bat. And then I want to make a couple comments because I was I was pondering this all day today, off and on. 
Okay. I earlier this morning read a message and, um, and I thought, wow, you know, it's possible that even with our best efforts, we could be misunderstood when we try to communicate a biblical worldview, right? right? When you say this is what it is to fall or to a Hey, not the there? culture, okay. not to My, not fall on. Oh, did I drop again. out a little bit? Yeah, okay. Say that again. Sometimes you can be misunderstood when you try to fall on the side of the scriptures and not the side of the culture or mm-hmm. your culture or anything else that might be your identity. You know, and I don't mean that sexually speaking. I just mean the different roles that you play in life. Okay, mm-hmm. and we all have various roles that we play. Chief among them needs to be being a servant, a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. So I, I read this message earlier this morning. And this message came from a brother who said, and and I believe that it was, I try to take things in the way that they're communicated. If I don't understand, I'll get clarity. Um, But I don't think this was meant to be offensive. I think it was really like, I'm confused. You said this and then you said that. And this brother messaged and said, I'm confused about what you've been talking about as far as it pertains to or as it pertains to being woke. You know, he said, because this whole, as you were, you know, and I'm going to paraphrase what he said. The discussion that we had around John MacArthur and his comments as they pertain to Beth Moore, it appears that this brother thought that we were on the side of feminists, on the side of women who want to say that there are no roles for for women and um, and that we were, you know, defending Beth Moore over and against John MacArthur. Mm-hmm. And so um, that concerns me. And I'm going to tell you why that concerns me. And And this should concern any Christian whenever. The gospel is at stake whenever there's a misunderstanding among believers or when someone even outside of the faith might not have clarity on what we believe. We should care deeply about that. So right? because go look, ahead. a question for you, I, mm-hmm. I thought in our discussion of that, we said multiple times that this is not a, um affirmation of, of Ben Moore or, well. or defending of, of Ben Moore. I well. think some of the time, sometimes the problem is that people are not listening. They have some selective hearing going on. But, it, but well, go ahead, proceed. Well, Will the Great, I look, okay. I'm glad you said that because I thought I, I, thought I made it clear too. Yeah, I think I so. Really I really did. did. I, I said it too. Okay, okay. Because I, I was <laughs> like, man, that's not at all what we were trying to do. Here's what people need to understand. When a biblical Christian, when a person who has a biblical worldview takes a position on anything and you, especially in what we do in this capacity, speaking out publicly, we need to be, we need to be very clear that we are speaking out in defense of the gospel Mm -hmm. and not a person. Right. Right. And so when you speak out and you are defending a person, then make it clear that you're defending that person. Mm -hmm. But far more often than not, what we should be trying to do Mm -hmm. is speaking out or is speak out in defense of the gospel so that God's name is not blasphemed. Right. So that, so that, you know, the word of God is not mocked in our culture. Right. So my response is this, I was not defending quote unquote women. Mm -hmm. This is, this is not selective, you know, outrage against certain people who are woke and others. In fact, I tried to say over and over and over again, we should reject feminism. Right. It has Amen. no place in the body of Christ. Amen. It's trying to infiltrate the church. I, I thought that I was making myself clear that our defense here is for the truth of the scriptures, that mm-hmm. when we stand up and we are defending the truth, we are attempting to stand on the Lord's side, right? Mm-hmm. We are not creating our own orbit and then saying, Lord, bless my orbit. 
Right. We are saying, Lord God, we want to be on your side. Right. You know, I mean, standing, choosing to stand on the Lord's side guarantees that he is on your side. Mm. OK, mm-hmm. too often people are like, I know God is on my side. Lord, be on my side. And what that is, is that is an invitation for the Lord to move away from his standards and come to where you are. Not always, but sometimes that's what we're dealing with. Yeah. However, when you stand on the Lord's side, it is a guarantee that he is on your side. But here's what comes first. First, first, you are on his side. Mm. So let me say this. This gives us the uncomfortable duty. Sometimes it's very uncomfortable for us to agree with the word of God when people do not understand it. Right. Mm -hmm. So, for example, when the apostle Peter tells bond servants and slaves to submit to their masters. Mm-hmm. When we view this through a 21st century American lens, we get all uncomfortable. We can't talk about it because we're like, well, you know, this is, this is used to abuse people. And this is, no, this is the word of God. We must take it fully. We mm-hmm. must take all of it. Right. Okay. When the Bible gives specific parameters for how wives are to operate and how husbands are to operate for how the church is to be established and set up when you're not accustomed to picking and choosing what you want, you apply all of it. Mm. You understand even the parts that make you uncomfortable, that make you anxious. When I, you know, I talk to people and they say, well, the apostle Peter certainly didn't mean that. (laughs) Or they say, they say the apostle Paul certainly didn't mean that. Are you saying that slaves uh, in America, we're supposed to submit to their masters. My answer is yes. <laughs> yes. And they say, well, Miki, there's no way. And I say, no, but you know what? Here's the problem, though. The problem is that you don't understand the time in which Peter and Paul lived and the audience to whom they were writing. And what you don't understand is that they lived under Nero and mm-hmm. died under Nero. Right. And what you don't understand is that in the same breath that it said that slaves submit to your masters, bond servants submit to your masters. In the same breath, it's also honor the emperor. Mm, the one that's Lit- killing you. The one that's killing you. The one, <laughs> man, I wish, I wish people would read the Bible as it is and not as they think it should be. This frees us, man. It, it, it really sets us free. Read the Bible as it is. Don't read the Bible through your own cultural lens. Mm-hmm. Read the Bible as it is. Furthermore, let me say this, and this will kind of set the backdrop for where we're going to end up too. When you read the Bible and understand how we are commanded to live as believers, as sojourners, as foreigners in the land, Mm -hmm. you understand that we live counterculturally for the glory of God so that his name is not blasphemed. Right. So that people don't mock what we say we believe. So we're all striving to live a consistent life. Right. Which means if you're used to just having people agree with you because culture or having people agree with you because we stand on the same side politically, then it's going to be very difficult when you hear someone say, man, this is just a straight word of God. Mm. Just, you got to you take it or leave it. This is the straight word of God because there are going to be some days you're going to agree with me. And there are going to be some days that you don't. Now I'm not saying, I'm not saying just because you disagree with me, that means that I've approached this perfectly, but I will give you my word. What I am endeavoring to do every single day when we talk about the issues is filter that through an unapologetic biblical worldview. What does the Bible say? What does the Bible say on this? And look, and there are instances when I will tell you what the Bible says. And even for me, it's kind of uncomfortable. It's like, uh, I know that's, yeah. it's difficult to wrestle with that. Yeah. 
but it's the word of God and we can trust God with his word. We can trust him with his word. Let me say this one other thing. A lot of times when we talk about apologetics and we get to first Peter three 15, we talk about being ready to give a defense, right? Being ready to uh, give a reason for the hope that lies within us. And people Mm -hmm. use this and, and rightly we should as a backdrop to say, we need to learn robust apologetics. We need to be able to defend the faith, but they've really overlooked chapters one and chapters two chapters one and two. And, and one of the things that I think is astounding to me is that before Peter says, sanctify the Lord in your heart, be ready to give a reason for the hope that lies within you. He has just given a list of dues for believers to live counterculturally. He's just told them all the ways that they're supposed to live that is opposite of the culture that is around them. And so then what naturally happens? What naturally happens is that when you live counterculturally, mm-hmm. you end up in a place where people are provoked by your living counterculturally and they want to know why. They want to know, why are you doing that? Why do you believe that? Why are you behaving that way when all common understanding says you should behave this way? Why are you doing the opposite? And that is where the Apostle Peter says, and sanctify the Lord God in your heart. And be ready to give a defense. Be ready to give a reason for the hope that lies within you. But you don't get to that defense until you've gone through chapter one and two, which is totally living countercultural to the the culture that is around you, going against the grain. Mm -hmm. And I wish that Christians understood this and could execute this in 21st century America. This is not something that is insurmountable for us. This is not something that is difficult for us to do. In fact, the Bible leads us in this. The Bible teaches us how to do it. It's not always comfortable. That's why, look, that's why, that's why I can get on the air and I can say, no, let's not hide behind the sovereignty of God to justify transatlantic slavery. And that makes some people uncomfortable. And then I can get right back on the air and say, let's reject wokeness. Let's reject critical race theory. And then that makes other people uncomfortable. Right. You see how this works? But when we have a biblical worldview, we're not going to please everybody all the time. But our goal and our aim, we must strive to please God all the time. All the time. The Bible says that we are a peculiar people. We haven't been peculiar in a long time in America because everybody's just good like that. Mm. Well, now you have an opportunity to get back to your peculiar roots. I want to strongly encourage you to do it. Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio. We'll grab the break and we'll be right back. glorify God in our generation. We we can live counterculturally and provoke the question, why? Why are you doing this? We don't have to stumble and falter over the word of God. God has already taken care of that. He's already taken care of the confusion. I mean, he is God. You know what I'm saying? We live it out Amen. and we do our best to get as close to the word of God as we possibly can, as close as we possibly can. And I, you know, I say this, if, if you're going to err on the site... 
err on the side of being conservative in your view of the scriptures. Yeah. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Because, yeah. you know, we've anyway, we've gotten so liberal in our execution of the scriptures that, um, you know, it doesn't even look like it's Christianity anymore. Right. It, it doesn't even it doesn't look like that. And and we've got to be comfortable with even be, be, you know, beginning to distance ourselves more and more from that. And say, nope, if it does not allow, align with the scriptures, if it's got no uh, historical root and mm. what we know to be Christianity, then that's not Christianity. Why? Mm-hmm. I mean, we just we just need to not call it that. So right. anyway, welcome back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. We sure do appreciate you listening. Um, we've got a lot of headlines that we're going to go through today mm-hmm. and all of the links to these stories we're going to put in the show notes. So mm-hmm. if you go to AFR.net, you can get all the links there. And uh, stay up to date on what's going on. By the way, I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And that was Stephen Malcolm and uh, Natalie Grant, even louder. And again, if you want to send us a message, you can follow us on Facebook <laughs> at Erin <laughs> the Addisons. Just search Erin the Addisons. Or you can email us at Addisons at AFR.net. God bless you, Will the Great. <laughs> God bless you. All right, let's get to it then. The good, the bad, and the ugly today uh, in headlines today. So so let's start with the good. You ready okay. for this? Yeah. This is a this is great. I, I like this. Mm-hmm. Bibles for Kanye fans. Bibles mm. for Kanye fans. You sprung one on me. The American Oh, did I not tell you about this one? <laughs> no. Oh man, that's I'm sorry. Right. Let's I, let's roll with it. I'll make sure that's I'm sorry. I'll make sure to get you the link to this one, Will. I'm sorry. I've been holding this one for a little bit, though. I I thought I sent you this one as well. Okay, the American Bible Society is giving away. It's live radio, y'all. Anyways, here we go. Um, The American Bible Society is giving away one one thousand Bibles in response to a spike in Google searches for Christian related topics. The spike started after the release of Kanye West's Jesus is King album. Mm. Uh, The American Bible Society launched Bibles for Kanye fans with the purpose of aiding those with questions by offering free access to the Bible. The director of the American Bible Society, a man named John Plake, uh, John Plake said this, quote, When we saw an influential cultural figure like Kanye inspiring young people to curiously seek out answers to their faith questions, Mm -hmm. we saw that as an opportunity to do what we do best as an organization, to provide God's word and point people to it as a source to their questions about faith. That's awesome. What do you think about that, Will? I think that's awesome. I mean, people can say this or that, what they think of uh, where Kanye West is in his uh, walk, you know, if he's a Christian at all. But you can't deny that Jesus's name has been proclaimed like yeah. on a big you know, uh, scale and people have uh, uh, heard Jesus is king. You know, they've listened to the album that has an overt Christian message. And mm-hmm. so if, if there's an organization willing to put Bibles in people's hands, I'm like, yes, go for that's it. Excellent. I, I think, love it. I think it's great. And, and, and I think, and, and that's what you want, right? Yeah. When people have questions, you don't want, you know, oh, we need, we need to get this opinion leader. We need to get, we want to get people to the word of God. So if they've Amen. got questions and now they're going to have access to the word of God, I mean, that's the final authority. I think this is an excellent thing. Therefore, it, putting great. it in the category of the good. Yeah, it's um, good. And I want to say this, I'm, I'm hoping that the people who, because I'm seeing reports of people making decisions to follow Christ and, and yeah. raising their hands at these. You know, I'm always concerned about follow up. Like mm-hmm. what happens to people after that? And I know the Holy Spirit is able to keep, you mm-hmm. know, each person that has made a decision to follow God. Amen. Um, but we also know that discipleship is very important. So important. And I'm hoping that, um, you know, there's that happening on some 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 type of uh, scale. 
You know? Yeah, you know, it's amazing. Sometimes what happens in the body of Christ, and this is not just as it pertains to Kanye West and what is happening, mm-hmm. but this sometimes happens in the body of Christ that you have, you ever have people who, um, when I when I was a little girl, um, we used to go fishing on the lakefront mm-hmm. in New Orleans, UNO lakefront arena, yeah. and, and we'd go with my uncle and uh, go fishing, and I was totally fine with him um, baiting my line mm-hmm. and then give me the pole, mm-hmm. and then I want to throw it out. If we caught anything... I didn't want to touch that. (laughs) I just wanted the fun of reeling it in. And I wanted to, I wanted to pull and tug and I wanted him to say, go me, go me, go. And I wanted to pull it. (laughs) But when, if there was something on it that was flapping and flopping and, and I would uncle Jimmy, here you go. I can't, I'm not touching that, you know? And sometimes we don't realize it, but we have a similar approach to those that we have caught when we Mm. become fishers of men. Mm -hmm. We're like, I want the joy of like, Oh, look, one just came in. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, now you got, to get them off the hook and you got to clean them now yeah. you that's discipleship that's yeah. the hard work and not very many of us want to do that because um it gets your hands dirty mm. right mm-hmm. it, it, it makes you vulnerable to these people who are it's new believers easy. they attack you yeah. they flop everywhere mm-hmm. they're they're slippery there it's hard to hold on to them you know? <laughs> right right but we're still told to do that so i i think this is really good can i say one other thing about kanye west um you sent me a news story Mm-hmm. yesterday that had a video attached to it. Yeah. And I want to say something. Look, there is something going on mm-hmm. in the West family. Yeah, I believe there so. is something happening in the West family. Mm-hmm. I mean, you had Kim Kardashian who over the years I've been really, really hard on. I've been really critical of this woman. I, I feel like she's led so many astray. And I mean, anyways, yeah. but there is something happening in the West family. I mean, she's talking about in interviews, wanting to honor her husband. And as he's going through these changes and she's doing her best to like, you know, I get, she says, maintain who she is, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, you know, she wants to compromise and she wants to honor her husband. Right. And then she also alluded to that her husband is going through their house and just getting things out of their house that like, he feels like, you know what? Our kids don't need this. So for example, their daughter North, um, went into her bedroom. He's taking makeup out and he's talking to Kim about the way she's dressing and all of these things. And I got to tell you, if we were looking at this not through a pop cultural lens, mm-hmm. we would be saying, wow, God is doing something. Yeah. And so I think we need to I think we need to continue to pray for the West family. You know, mm-hmm. we need to be watchful. Yeah. But we need to continue praying for the West family because it seems like in front of the camera and behind the camera, God is doing something in that family. Yeah, I agree. You're, yeah. Yeah, okay. I, I agree with that. And I, I think, you know, uh, because we don't know, we're not the Holy Spirit. Uh, mm-hmm. We just, we should just pray and, uh, you know, seek discernment and, and watch, but pray, you know, for what what's happening there. Uh, yeah. We know that he is being last I checked, he is being discipled. You know, yeah. there's a pastor that's pouring into him. That's a great thing. You Amen. know, and the pastor seems to be a, a solid pastor. That's a great thing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we just need to um, to watch and, and to pray. And let me also say this, too. We didn't say this when we talked to Gabriel and I'll move on to the next story. Um, but I want to make this point, and then this is this is so important to me that people understand. Mm-hmm. Kanye West is not automatically living a <clears throat> excuse me a true faith because he is also conservatively active. 
Right. I want people to understand Man, that. Come on, that's people good. see. Let me let me just drill <laughs> down on good. this because people see Kanye West wearing the Make America Great Again hat. He said this is like his super cape. He feels powerful. Like they see him associated yeah. with Candace Owens, mm-hmm. and now he gets on certain people's radar. And he wasn't on your radar before. Man, and so you're good. like, wait a minute, he must really be a convert because he's a conservative politically speaking. Oh, don't do that, please. People. That don't do that, guys. <laughs> that's that's not, not an indication. Because right. let me tell you something. So when you've been following Kanye for a long time at least as long as we have right yeah. you've seen and you've heard Kanye make some incredible statements that you go wait a minute man you know this is concerning and this has led people astray mm-hmm. and so I'm, I'm not saying that you hold those things against him but I'm saying you really watch for biblically described fruit amen biblically described That's fruit right. and that is not to be summed up in his political affiliation we do ourselves a disservice when we make that the number one indicator that he saved yes I all right, agree. now now moving on. People are like, they're never going to get through all the stories. All right, here we go. <laughs> That's one in the good. Here's another one in the category of the good in headlines. A Washington uh, state school district voted to repeal a required sex ed program. This is very good. Very, this very is very, good. very good. I mean, very you know we're on the good. heels of talking about what happened in Austin, Texas, but here's a story out of Washington. In Clark County, Washington, the Battleground Public School District voted on October 28th to eliminate district requirements for sex education. According to a local news outlet, the board voted three to two to overhaul its internal sexual health education policy, eliminating requirements that the district teach sex ed unless the state requires it. As it stands, Washington law only requires that school districts teach about HIV and AIDS prevention. So I want to commend the parents who showed up. You guys are the real MVPs. You guys, that's it. Everybody, look around. You deserve it. That's it. You guys deserve it. Yes. You guys deserve it. This was a really, really big deal because this decision ended a debate or a deliberation that had gone on for more than a year mm-hmm. on the discussion of the subject of sexual health and the type of curriculum that would be adopted by this school district. Parents showed up. And, yeah. and, and they showed up and, and they wore teal <laughs> and they, they were outspoken. Outspoken. And Man, they said, these are our kids. You don't have the right to indoctrinate them. You don't have the right to, I would, my words here, my words, you don't have the right to make them our enemies. Right. And so this is a very good thing. And I hope, you know, other uh, uh, people would hear this story. And if there's some shady things happening in the school district where you are to know that you don't, you you have options. You can go out and you can speak out and you don't have to let all this stuff come in without a fight. That's you know, right. That's this is right. A prime it's a, example. It's you can as 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 uh, Brian Fisher says, we're fighting a winnable war. That's right. And so this is one of those moments where I mean, and and I and it was so good um, to be able to talk about this today in light of what we've spent the last few days talking about because right. sometimes you feel like it's overwhelming. I mean, if you if you lose in Texas. If you lose in conservative Texas, you know, you think all hope is lost. Well, not so. So there, there's a great story for you out of Washington. That's good. This story here is in the category of the good. Okay. But there's a portion of it that spills over into the bad. Uh-oh. All right. So this will be the last one in the category of good. And then we'll, we'll move over into the bad. Uh, but it also comes with a disclaimer. Okay. So this is, <laughs> this is a good story. But it may not be suitable for young listeners, mm-hmm. okay, because of because of the nature of the story. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening and you've got littles with you, I apologize, but you may want to turn it down and then go get the podcast so that you can get this portion of it. But I don't want to offend 
you and I don't, don't, don't at all want to upset your littles. So here right. we go, giving you a little bit of time to, to do that. Here's a story out of Canada. Do you remember the story of the quote unquote transgender woman? I put that in quotes because what we are talking about is a man. Okay, we're talking about a man who um, wanted to have his private parts waxed by women. Yeah, I remember that. Do you remember this story? I do. Okay. Okay. So this man sued um, five women who refused to wax his private parts, even though he identifies as a woman, but has male genitalia. Okay. So here is the story. The Justice Center for Constitutional Freedom is pleased to announce that the British Columbia Human Rights Tribunal has ruled in favor of home estheticians right to refuse to handle male genitalia against their will. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, this really does seem like it should be not a discussion. Right. Right. But this is where we are, that this actually is a discussion. So let me let me continue with this. The decision noted human rights legislation does not require a service provider to wax a type of genitals that they are not trained for and have not consented to wax. It's like, this duh. is insane. It's, I mean, <laughs> like, come on, man. I, you know, OK, don't make me that. I know. I know <laughs> the decision further found that the complainants um, in he calls himself Jessica Yaniv. But I think his name is Jonathan is is actually his his mm. name. Um, but he calls himself. Well, we're going to call him Jonathan. We're going to call him. Right. I'm going to name you Jonathan. We're going <laughs> to call, you, call Jonathan. you Jonathan. And let me also say this, too. Um, I am very, very careful. So in this article, they use female pronouns right. for this man. Right. We don't do that on air in the Addisons. Wrong. All right. Uh, we will not agree with a lie. We can do nothing against the truth only for it. So we will not agree with the lie. Amen. So if you hear me, I'm, I'm editing on the fly. Just know that they refer to him as a woman the entire time, which makes no sense in the case of the story. Because the very reason that this is a story is because you have a man who wants women to wax his private area. And the women are saying, no, we're uncomfortable doing this. Exactly. These women are saying, no, we don't want to do this on the basis of religious reasons. We don't want to do this because this is sexual in nature and we do not want to do this for to a man i mean this is just insane they just don't want to do it insane. i mean come on yeah you know? and then plus that, they just don't want to do it right not so here's the that. thing the these women won their case and instead of the fifteen thousand dollars that originally yaniv sued to get from these women um he will now have to pay three of the five women two thousand dollars each hey, hey. right so so that's good mm-hmm. but here is the problem The problem, and this is kind of what puts it into the bad category, so it's good and bad. It's good that that these women won, but they didn't win outright for the reasons that we would celebrate in that they have the right to conscience and that, you know, this is just ridiculous that a man wants women to wax his body. Did some of them lose their business? Like, didn't some of them have to, like, shut shut down? Yes. Am I right now? Yes. And some of them actually had businesses inside their homes at least two of the women that's true had a home waxing business Mm -hmm. where their children were in the home when they were waxing these other women and and they said no we're uncomfortable with bringing a man into our home with our other children and waxing male body parts body parts 
Okay. <laughs> I know. It's so uncomfortable. And so, and so anyways, um, but here's the thing. They, the, the, one of the reasons that he didn't win his case is because they said that he appears to have gone after these women and they were able to decide that conclusively. It wasn't just a matter of him being discriminated oh. against. All right, we, I want to drill down on that just a second more when Man. we get back. Aaron the Addisons, it's ridiculous, on American Family Radio. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back to Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio. We still got a couple more headlines to get through, but I do want to allow for the phone lines to get queued up. You want to comment on anything that we've talked about so far, you can do that when you call 888-589-8840. That is 888-589-8840. And I still want to keep the disclaimer in place. Um, We're almost done with this story. But I, I do have a couple other things to say about it, and um, it's probably not suitable, again, for young listeners. So disclaimer is still in place if you're just joining us. Mm-hmm. Not suitable for young listeners at this point in the program. Um, I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and that's J. Will Music Under the Sun. Very nice. Sherry B. is over in Studio CC. So I was mentioning before we went to the break that this man uh, in Canada who sued these women for refusing to wax his private parts, even though he claims to be a woman, uh, he lost his case. And I said, this is a good thing, but there is also a bad element to it. And the bad element may be in part the reason that he lost his case. Um, According to the tribunal, this man engaged in improper conduct, filed complaints for improper purposes, and they concluded that his testimony was disingenuous and self-serving. They also said that he was evasive and argumentative and often contradicted himself during testimony. Hmm. Now, so for those reasons, you understand he did not win his case. Yeah. It is not solely on the fact that this violated the religious conscience of these women who were required to wax his private parts. Right. And so that's why I can't put it squarely in the category of being good because again, if, if he could, if he could do this better, or if someone else could do this better in a different situation, the outcome might be different. Hmm. And that is incredibly concerning. Yeah. All right. Um, you told me during the break there was a there was a question about um, when I mentioned that the the the. Um, oh, yeah. The teal. The, you, they, you said you said they wore teal. And I think. Yeah, I think they had like teal shirts on, in, you know, standing in solidarity against what was happening. So just yes. to show support uh, yeah. for trying to strike down this um, sex ed, you know, uh, curriculum. Yeah, it was I I only alluded to that to show that these parents were well thought out and they stood in solidarity together. They all showed up. They were ready to go like they knew why they were there. That's that was my reason for that. Okay, Um, this is in the category of the bad. This is in the category of the bad. Um, Christian comedian John Christ uh, Mm -hmm. has canceled his tours for the rest of the year and has postponed those that will be coming after because of, quote, unquote, sexual sin. Mm hmm. Um, and quote unquote addiction struggles. Yeah. Yeah. Now I want to be very careful with this because what almost immediately starts to happen 
when a Christian falls, Mm -hmm. when there is sin that is public, uh, you've got two camps. You've got the one camp that's like, you know, they, they want to like, you know, skewer him. Right. Right. And then you've got the other camp that's like, oh, we can't judge. Oh no, we can't judge. We just need a love. We just need it. You know, and, um, somewhere in between that, those two, I guess, polls would be the word of God. (laughs) Right. And that, um, yeah, he needs to be held accountable Mm -hmm. because the word of God and God's name is on the line. Okay. So he needs to be held accountable. Mm -hmm. Um, but we don't, we don't need to like, you know, skewer him. We don't need to do that. Right. We also don't need to say, Oh, it's no big deal. We are all sinners. Like you don't see that anywhere in scripture. Right. Sin is a big deal. Sin is a big deal. So anyways, um, I'll go into a little more detail. Let me give the number 888-589-8840-888-589-8840. If you want to talk to us, we'll talk to you. Um, more of the details of this story. Mm Mm-hmm. So it appears that, and this is a story that came out from Charisma News, Charisma Magazine. And um, the the person who wrote this article said that they had been working on this story for the last nine months mm. and had been keeping up with what was going on with John Christ. Now, some of the information in this story is hugely problematic. Yeah. And for that, I'm going to turn to the Charisma News article and share a little bit of that with you. Uh, Christ has exploited his Christian reputation and platform to harass, manipulate, and exploit young women over the last seven years, this article says. The allegations include but are not limited to individually sexting multiple women during the same time period, initiating sexual relationships with married women and women in committed relationships, offering show tickets in exchange for sexual favors, and repeatedly calling these women late at night while drunk. Wow. Guys, man, like, this is man. this is egregious. Yeah. This and if you're not familiar with John Christ, you can just do a Google search. I mean, he's he's a very popular Christian comedian who grew up in church. He was homeschooled, so he makes a lot of jokes in this vein of you know being acquainted with the church. He does videos and he has a stand up routine and all well several stand up routines. So he's very well known in Christian circles. If you happen to not know him, that's okay. It doesn't right. mean that you right. you know just you can look him up because. You know, there's got to be a first time that you know somebody. Right. So anyway, Charisma News detailed many of the specifics in talking about what Chris did. One of the biggest problems that I have with this story, and I won't go into all the details because, again, we'll put the links in the in the show notes so that you can go and read it for yourself. But one of the biggest problems that I have with this story is that the writer says or the 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 journalist says, mm-hmm. um, those who were promoting Chris, his publishers and, you know, they all knew what was going on. Yeah. And they didn't do anything to intervene. Listen, I, I'm going to say that probably happens more often than we think mm-hmm. that you have, you know, uh, Christian. And I, I hesitate to say entertainers, but Christian, you know, I guess that's what they are. Entertainers. Yeah. Who are even artists mm-hmm. who are living certain ways and. They are still being booked by tours that are Christian yep. tours, uh, by venues that would, you know, uh, put forward a Christian event. This stuff is happening. That's why you got to be very careful, especially how we set up like uh, people with celebrity, you know, status, you know, That's and, right. and, and because they're human. You know? That's right. And I think there should be an accountability on the part of people who are hosting tours and booking mm-hmm. 
artists and stuff like that to have mm-hmm. a, a standard of, okay, well, I know that this guy is not up to par or living right, you mm-hmm. know, so I'm not going to book him for my tour. But that, that don't happen because money is the prevailing thing oh, a lot of times. That's exactly right. Look, I'm going to tell you, one of the most selfish things that you will do as a believer is to protect yourself over the word of God and over the name of God um, is to protect yourself over caring for your fellow brother or sister Mm. who is caught in a sin. Mm. Um, The Bible does not give us any parameters for ignoring sin in exchange for making nice with people. Mm. What we must overwhelmingly be concerned with is the name of God being blasphemed in the earth. Mm. We as Christians, we who bear Christ's name, we must be jealous for protecting his name Amen. and making sure that we don't live in such a way that people accuse us. Oh, really? You're a Christian. That's <laughs> what Christians do. Mm. Oh, that's your God. That's what he approves of. And so the problem that I have in this entire story is not that John Chris has struggled with sexual addiction. Mm-hmm. It's not that John Chris even had a moment where then he sought help and maybe he relapsed. That's I mean, look, that's sad. And, mm-hmm. you know, but I'm, I'm not going to skewer him for that. But I'm, I'm telling you, I have no patience for people who surrounded him who knew that this was going on, but continued to book tours, continued yeah. to write press releases for his book right. and all of these things just so that they could make money. Yeah. I mean, this, this is that's egregious. An, and, enablers, and, man. Enablers. That's exactly and right. They, and they, to me, they're accessories to what's going on because, you know, I, I believe if the Lord would have you in a position to, you know, uh, uh, if a brother is in a weak position that you would, Seek to restore them, seek to mm. point things out. That's what the Bible says, you know. We we have to go to them, but go with meekness, you know. Mm-hmm. But if you're worrying about your bottom line, about money coming in, so you're going to keep booking this guy even though he's falling away right in front of your face, man, that's, that's a shame. It you is know? a shame. That's a shame. It is a shame. I want to go to the phone lines. I want to make this one other point before we do that. 888-589-8840. When Paul writes to Titus and he's given instruction for how the church is to be established, for how women are to teach other women, how men are to teach men, older men teach younger men, and how for bond servants are to submit to those that they work for, that they serve. One of the things that the Apostle Paul writes to Titus is in Titus chapter 2, verse 10. Mm-hmm. He says, in everything that they may adorn the doctrine of God, our Savior that they may adorn Mm. the doctrine of God. So in other words, think of putting something that you put on. Mm. So we're supposed to live in such a way that we wear the doctrine of God, that what we say about God is evident, like it would be evident when we put on a coat. Mm. So when we have this as our command, that we adorn the doctrine of God, we should be very careful in how we live, and we shouldn't treat it flippantly when someone falls. It's not just, oh, well, you know. No, Amen. the name of God is on the line, and we've got to be jealous for that. Amen. All right, where do we go first, Will the Great? Let's go to Danny in Texas. Hi, Danny. Uh, hi, how you doing? Uh, good, good afternoon to both of you, and God bless you. Thank you. I'm just listening to you, and uh, I I am so glad that, that you are speaking out truth and that many people are listening to it. And uh, also, I'm from Puerto Rico. I, I was born and raised in Puerto Rico. I'm living in Texas. I'm retired from the military. So, But uh, I... I also want to say that there's a Latino community that also is being awakened, and there's many that still need to hear all this, the stuff that you are talking about. And I'm so glad that you are doing it, and, I, and God bless you. Keep doing what you're doing because it's, it's wonderful. 
Thank you. Oh, God bless you, Danny. That means so much. We appreciate you. Where do we go next, Will the Great? Let's go to, oh, we're not ready yet. Okay, well, let me do this thing because I, I don't want I don't want to miss this. Um, here's the ugly. All right. This mm-hmm. is this is one of the last stories, depending on time. All right. But here's the ugly. Uh, okay. A sex offender use the Bible app to oh, target man. underage girls. Now, yeah, go ahead. Give the, the story of that. Yeah, you sure? Because you're you're I, this man, is good. Because you go I ahead. Didn't you're even upset. Know you can, yeah, go ahead. Because I okay. use the app all the time. <laughs> yeah, I, I had to go look and be like, how, how, yeah, how would you, you can, even do that kind of stuff? You can befriend people. People can send you friend requests. I now, that, I reject all of that. I don't, I'm not into it for that. Like when I'm reading the Bible, I'm not like, I, no. If I'm And if I'm using the app, I'm not, I don't, no. I'm not trying to social media the Bible. Like, you know what I mean? Like, meaning I'm not, I'm not looking for people to be like giving me a thumbs up and all that stuff. I just, that's my personal thing. Everybody doesn't have to be like that. But here's a story. A Florida man has been accused of using the popular YouVersion Bible app to secretly message underage girls man. at a Hillsborough County church oh, youth group. You should be ashamed. The man's name, <laughs> the man's name, Douglas Earl Kersey, a registered sex offender, had been using the YouVersion Bible app to communicate with underage girls in a youth group. His activity was reported by a churchgoer who noticed the odd online behavior. Um, and I, let me let me get a little more information and then we'll go back to the phone lines. The church gore reported Kersey after discovering he had friend request, requested several teenage girls in the youth group. Searching his name, this church member realized he's a registered sex offender. <sighs> and she told investigators that um, all of this man's friends list, they were all minors. Wow. All underage children. So the detective in this area in Hillsborough, um, a detective named Teresa Grooms said this, and I want to quote her here. She said, you have young ladies that are meeting in a youth group to study the Bible, to study the church activities. And you have a registered sex offender who has projected himself into that group. So he has infiltrated that group through the Bible app. Wow. Now we're always talking about be careful, know what your kids are doing online. But here you have the Bible app Mm. that someone has found a way to get at your kids via. Man, you got to be vigilant. This is crazy. It is crazy. You would think that would be a safe, you know, app and that no one would dare go and try to do stuff like that. But hey, (laughs) this is the time that we're living in. Let's try to squeeze in one more call, Will the Great. All right, let's go to Matt in Louisiana. Hello, Matt. Okay. Matt? Okay, well, I don't think... Is Matt at the drive-thru? Yeah, we can... Tell him to make ours a large. (laughs) We can go um, ahead and 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 they can hold the salt. Okay. (laughs) Well, anyway... One other thing, one other thing that um, that this detective said down in Florida, Mm -hmm. she said, be aware, Mm. check your kids social media, check their phones, check their email addresses, check their friends. And then she said this and then do a double check and a quadruple check. I think this is so alarming. You know, one of the things that um, was pointed out, and I think we may have mentioned this on the show before when we talked about the sexualization of our children and how our kids are being hypersexualized um the 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 social media platform um instagram Mm -hmm. instagram is like the number one grooming site for sexual predators Mm. that they are that's where they go to get their victims and i you know i think about that and i think how sometimes as parents will we're just so trusting you know what i mean we and and look and this is you know 
and as your kids get older, there's more that you can share with them. Right. This is where I think parents are going to just have to be able to say to their kids, hey, look, it's not you that I don't trust. Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's everyone around you. No, you can't do that. No, you're not going to do that. No, you can't be a part of that. I mean, because there's too much at stake. Imagine these girls, these young girls, all right, whose frontal cortex is not fully developed, so they're not making sound decisions, okay? Right, right. Imagine these girls think, well, this is safe because it's through the Bible app. Man. Imagine, I mean, this is horrific to really think about, and that's why I put it in the category of the ugly. That's, that's, That's ugly. It's ugly. All right, we're out of time for today. Thank you so much for listening to Aaron the Addisons. Until tomorrow, Lord willing. God bless.